Hello, everybody. I wanted to get a little podcast in tonight. It's a Monday night. Call Monday night my Money Monday night. <clears throat> I learned about uh, handling money. I play a little uh, Monopoly solitaire with myself. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I got the Super Mario Brothers Monopoly, where you use coins instead of cash, makes the game so much easier. I truly believe it's good for us to uh, play games that deal with money because it's something that we've we haven't been taught necessarily in school how to manage money, how to save and invest money. So I play financial games Uh, I have another game called Payday which was made in the late 70s I believe maybe early 80s and that's another one that's real basic about dealing with loans and savings and all that and dealing with that and paying your bills which I might play later tonight but yeah that's what's been going on I wanted to get another podcast in before the end of the month I I try to make it a thing to give you guys three at the minimum. Although I've been trying to do four a month. Uh, Like last year, I think I was doing pretty good on about four a month. But anyway, uh, I've been uh, messing around with my Commodore. I I bought a Commodore 64 emulator. uh, Commodore 64 Maxi is what they call call them. They made a, a small version of the emulator that looks like the, the bread box uh, emulator. And it's called the Mini, C64 Mini. But that wasn't enough. I needed to get the one with the full keyboard that I could type into. And I've been loving every minute of it. It's been fantastic. So I've been learning how to do some basic programming. And that's been interesting because that's one thing I, I tried when I was a kid was learning learning how to save files, and that was a big pain. It wasn't easy. I actually had the Commodore 128-64. I talked about it on the podcast uh, a few years back. Uh, I played the game Top Gun on there. I believe uh, Tom Cruise came on, and we we talked about that. It was a lot of fun. And... uh, so I was updating the the Maxi, the big version with the working keyboard, and updating the the firmware and all that, and throwing a, slapping a few more games on the uh, USB uh, drive, which you can you can play games to the USB drive, which is nice. Um, so speaking of the Commodore, and speaking of uh, you know, there's a Spider-Man game I. I I had for it, which was a text-based, type-as-you-go kind of game. And I downloaded it, and I started playing it a little bit, came, brought back some memories. Really hard game. I, I got probably close to halfway through that game, you know, back in the mid-'80s, and it just so frustrating. Text-based games are so frustrating because... The commands, they, one of the things they, can, they should do is give you a, t- a list of the commands. And uh, they just never really did that. Or I didn't feel like they did. 
So you're just kind of grasping for straws about what to do and, you know, say, okay, you're Spider-Man. I want to web that guy. And it just says, well, I don't know what web means. You know, this is back in the day. This isn't back in the day, back in the day, the syntax error. Okay. <laughs> Everything you typed was a syntax error. And the basically the only kind of programming I knew uh, was how to load the games, how to get them to work, which is load parentheses, star parentheses, comma eight, comma one, or sometimes just comma eight. But, and then run. And uh, those are the commands I, I learned pretty well. But so many games that I love playing as a kid. It's so sentimental. I mean, it's so it's so nostalgic for me. <clears throat> and all the games I played feel a very real. They, the memories still feel recent, and especially the, the you know all the games. There's just something about those games that imprint in your mind that are just very solid memories. Uh, I remember one called Algebra 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 Dragons, and you basically go to room to room and try to solve math equations. <laughs> now, granted, I was terrible at math back in the day, uh, really bad at it. And, you know, I was an art person, and you know, there's some basic multiplication I understood from it, but some of it was just really grasping at straws, and most of the time I wouldn't. I wouldn't get I wouldn't get it right. Sometimes I would kind of guess and I would get it right. It was amazing. And those times are those times are glorious. And um in each room though, it was neat cuz I liked it. It was kind of like a pick your own path kind of book, which is a whole nother podcast. I that was big into the pick your own path books. But going from room to room and there would be like maybe a spider in one room that you had to get away from. And you hit, there's a ladder that you would have to walk up the ladder and get to the next room. And then other rooms, there would be a, uh, a pile of gold that you can go get. If, but you had to solve the math equation. Um, all sorts of neat stuff. And, of course, a dragon. And eventually, you get to a dragon, he gives you a humdinger. Humdinger of a uh, algebra equation. And you got to figure it out. If you don't, you die. I mean, he just... <laughs> Algebra Dragons. The whole game felt very much like a kind of like a bootleg. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of games that were brought home felt very bootlegish, and I really, I really liked that. I mean, a lot of them felt fair, so very home homemade that my stepdad would bring home to me from work, some people. Probably some from his coworkers or whomever. Um, the text-based adventure games. I really liked those, even though they were frustrating. And it was, you know, there was one uh, called Medieval Castle or something like that, where it was just you have a crossbow and a sword that you can use, and you it would be a text command thing. But there were little moments where you could. You could hit the button and you'd be like fighting something and the screen would flash and there's a really pixelated uh, picture of your sword and everything. I just thought, I thought that was so – it was so cool. It was so – your imagination because the graphics, it didn't feed you so much graphic-wise. 
but it fed your imagination. And what you didn't see, you imagined. There's something to that that's, that's glorious, that's really missing in today's video games, I think. And it's it's very it's very D and D, um, and that was you know the time I was getting into D and D as well. So I you know it's just so great. It's you know those times really stoked the fires of my imagination, and it was more they were simpler times, and I didn't you know you don't have as many responsibilities to pay bills and things like that pay rent or what have you, find, find a better job, uh, you didn't have all these, how do I pay this, my school loans kind of problems, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little sick, I got a cold, and, uh, not letting that stop me, uh, had a little, uh, low weight, high rep workout with my kettlebell today, which is good, so I'm keeping that keeping that habit going, even though I can't get to the gym. Uh, I wanted to show you, well, I wanted to talk about, since I never talk about, it's rare that I talk about comics, this podcast, it's, we're, I'm also about comic books, <laughs> by the way, but I just, I don't buy them as much anymore, and if I do, it's on Kindle, because again, I have so many, and that's what happens when you're a collector, you get so many that you run out of room. Now, what I'm looking at right here is one of my first comics. <laughs> We're looking at Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Okay? 60 cents. Yeah? So I'm really hesitant about even opening this because it's not in, not in mint shape. It's a little rough. It's literally rough on the edges. And you all have to... I have to check out my... I'm also cooking eggs right now. So I got to make sure they're... They're boiling right. Probably got about 10 more minutes or so. But... Uh, yeah, I, I look. I promised I'd start critiquing, talking about comics. Since that's also... A, big part of what I like and what I want to do. So let me take this out. Hold on. This is frail. Well read. And there's a... It's funny. It says Marvel Tales. But there's some kind of weird typo on it. There's like looks like red paint going down the L and the E. So on the cover it's got Spider Ham hanging upside down. Spider Ham, if you're not familiar with him, he is a pig version of Spider Ham. Or Spider Man. And Hulk Bunny. So you have Hulk but in bunny form with pink hair. Which I think he gets his powers from the inside of an arcade machine. <laughs> The, some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of gamma waves inside an uh, arcade machine because he's a arcade uh, manager. And then uh, Captain America on the bottom. And there's an amusement park in the background. And the right corner is Goose Rider. 
like a, a special story on Goose Rider. And he's in a box in the lower right. It's fantastic. Um, the year is 1983. So I was six years old. I was born in 77, 78, 9. No, hold on. 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83. <laughs> it's basic arithmetic, folks. 77, 78, 9, 80. One, two, three. I was seven. Sorry. Whew. I told you I'm not a math guy. <laughs> seven years old. I, yeah. But I'm just looking through right now. And I mean, the art is awesome because the art, it's cartoony. But the perspective is on the money. Um, it has a sense of real realness to it. Like they take it seriously. And I really love that. Like I'm looking at the second page and the bottom panels is like a long rectangular, like a shot I would do in one of my comics, like a, a panoramic shot of Spider-Ham, you know, jumping from... Uh, act move to move, punching out and kicking uh, these. I think I think they're kind of mole people, mole mole robbers. And again, like each, like the colors on him as he's flipping, it's are faint. And the most recent kick he does, he's in full color, so it tells you that kind of motion is happening. It's just, I love stuff like that. I, you know, Tom DeFalco is the writer. I've heard that name before. Uh, Mark Al Mark Alm ah, Mark Alm. I can't talk. Mark Armstrong. Mark Armstrong is the penciler, and Joe Albelo the the anchor. Larry Hama is the editor. Hammer and Larry Hama, who did plenty of Wolverine and G.I. Joe back in the day. Uh, Steve Millor, the colorist. And Parker, uh, I think that's, yeah, Parker. Morelli, that's the letterer. Joe Albello, the anchor. But anyway. Boy, my... I know it's really acting up now. Now that knows I'm podcasting. There's some good shots and these panels from above looking down at Captain America as he's walking the streets. See, it's cartoony, but it takes itself seriously. And there's a lot of dialogue in it, too. There's a lot of dialogue in it. And I love the feel of the paper. It's not glossy. It's a newsprint kind of feel. There's salt and pepper shakers in this. <laughs> One of these. They're at a ride. And it's just like a salt and pepper shaker. Uh, uh, amusement park ride. Looks like. Which is funny because my brother and I, we would go on those. And I hate, I'd hate going on salt and pepper, pep, 
salt and pecker, <laughs> salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> it made it made me sick. Yeah, so here's a uh, Hulk Bunny, but before it becomes Hulk Bunny, he's working in the arcade. Yeah, this is pretty pretty interesting. He gets stuck inside an arcade machine. Bruce Bunny is his regular name. As he he says, trapped in the unyielding machine, where Bruce Bunny is bombarded with the full force of mysterious video rays. <laughs> Strange, awesome changes take place. Changes in the very atomic structure of his body. And then, kaboom! They show the Gamma Gamba game blowing up. Oh, Gamma Gambit. And Bruce Bunny is no more. In his place stands the most dangerous creature of all, the Incredible Hulk Bunny. <laughs> Only in the 80s would you become a Hulk if you get stuck inside of an arcade machine. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty wild shot of him turning into this, like they have like a skeleton of his bunny head and then they show like uh, black dots on his face all while he's frowning and then turning into a bigger, uh, the Hulk bunny. It's a pretty surreal kind of shot going on there. And then Spider-Ham shows up as as uh, Hulk Bunny's tearing up the place, and I mean the the action is any it's like anything you'd see you'd see just like that in a regular Spider Man comic. Same with Captain America jumping around. It's really good art. It's fantastic. Oh, advertisement for Popeye. Uh, for the Intellivision. Had pretty good graphics for Popeye for sure. Yeah. And Hawk Bunny's is tearing up the place. This other guy, this villain's taking on Spider Man. He looks weird. He's got like this big nose. I don't know what kind of creature he's supposed to be, but he's a hits Captain America, Cat uh, America with uh, a meat tenderizer, and it makes his shield vibrate. This is fun stuff. So many good memories, but it's so fragile, this comic. I gotta be careful. I kinda wish I had another... Another guy bought two comics, because this one's in tough shape. But I love it. It really kicked off my inspiration for comic books and, you know, characters... Like, uh, you know, it helped kind of, like, pave the way for me getting into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and for uh, anthropomorphic uh, characters, for sure, but taken seriously while still being silly. He puts Captain, uh, he puts a Hulk Bunny, Spider-Man, again, it takes place in an amusement park, and he sprays uh, Hulk Bunny's hands to a uh, merry-go-round 
There's a lot of dialogue. Probably a lot too much dialogue for something like this. And Captain America. I guess they end up... Uh, oh, that's... Yeah. Captain America. They, they swing the merry-go-round and uh, Hulk Bunny turns back into uh, Bruce Bunny. He calms down. <laughs> so cool. Some cool perspective shots on it and angles. <laughs> the way Captain America walks in it, he's 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 got this kind of uh he brings his boot out forward at an angle as he marches. He's like he marches all over the place. It's kind of funny. You have to kind of see it to get what I mean. And then Goose Rider, which is done by a different artist, but very neat. By Oh, by Steve Mellor. Yeah. I think he was the anchor earlier, but... This really neat, cartoony art style. Thick black lines. I can tell you what's going on in this one, though. I can't sum it up that well. There's some surreal things happening. He's on a motorcycle driving around. And of course, because he's supposed to be a ghost rider. Splashes. Oh, he goes out in the water. He accidentally falls into the, a pond and he gets wet. And he puts out all the fire in his bike. There's a little bit more to it than that, but... It's pretty interesting. There's this metamorphosis when he turns into... Uh, the goose turns into the goose rider. They, sh they have, like, these different heads of him sweating, turning into polka dots, and then him turning into rings, and then him turning into fire, and then poof, he's ghost rider. Goose rider, yeah. It's pretty neat. It's good stuff, man. I, I really brings back good memories when I was a purer soul purer soul I should say the story's called Spider-Ham it's called If He Should Punch Me yeah it's awesome so the, there you go that's Spider-Ham number one I got a bunch more in my storage facility but I wanted to bring this out because I wanted to try to read it and review it um, I'll read it again, but just kind of carefully going through it. It's been nice to just do that. Uh, yeah, so I'll be doing more comic reviews of my collection. It kind of helps to re-inspire me to keep drawing. Let me go check on my eggs. Or I think my eggs are done here. And, uh, Yeah, so Commodore. It's too bad they didn't have a Spider-Ham video game. That would have been perfect. I would have been in paradise. But, uh, yeah, my comics and my Commodore 64. That was a big part of the 80s for me. And then eventually the, the Nintendo. And uh, Pick Your Own Path books. So I, I always had one foot in uh, reading and my imagination 
and one foot in video games. That was kind of like, there's just no, no getting around it. You know, we were, I was, we were in the video game beginning phases. They were still in the adolescence of video games, really. Uh, but I'm still glad I went out to play guns with my friends and do stuff outside and pretend to be Ghostbusters and make cardboard proton packs. Uh, I'm glad I did I, that stuff. And uh, I think that's something that's missing from a lot of kids these days. It's, you know, with the the phones, they're just not going out to play as much. And I don't think that's that's healthy. But, you know, hey, I don't have kids, just my opinion. But yeah, just wanted to do that, get that out there. I'll be doing some more comic reviews as as we go. I have a whole book on Wolverine and the origins and his history and everything, but... Uh, yeah, well, I'll see you guys in February, which will be in about 10 minutes. And I uh, uh, just wanted to say thanks again for listening. And long days, pleasant nights. And read a comic. Pick up a comic. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised what you get out of it and how much that, that feeds your, your soul and your imagination, really. All right. Hambo out.